This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं भूलते वी आर बैक आई एम योर होस्ट दिस वीक बिकॉज अभिनंदन इज ऑन लीव ही अवे फॉर सम वर्क ही इज इन एम्स्टरडैम पार्टिंग एंड आई एम गोन बी योर होस्ट दिस वीक एंड द नेक्स्ट वीक सो यू हैव टू बेयर विद मी बिफोर आई इंट्रोड्यूस आर गेस्ट एंड आर एस्टीम्ड पैनल मेंबर्स देर आर कपल ऑफ अनाउंसमेंट्स दैट आई वॉन्ट मेक वन इज दैट वी हैव रिलीज्ड ऑल द एपिसोड्स ऑफ लेट्स टॉक अबाउट आर it's behind the paywall so please tune in listen to them please share uh, some of the promos with your friends so they can also subscribe to news laundry and listen to this deep dive podcast on the rss awful and awesome is behind the paywall so it's time you subscribe and if you're already um, a subscriber then top up your subscriptions but do tune in to awful and awesome don't miss it we have an exciting new show featuring kunal kamra and sanjay rajora i'm sure you guys know about that that is also behind the paywall but uh, you can check out the first two episodes which are not behind the paywall you can share them again with your friends and family and urge them also to become members of news laundry so they can check out some of our amazing content which is behind the paywall uh, we've got a lot of feedback on our app and we've been working on it for a long time we've sent mails to all our subscribers uh, to download and share and send their feedback on the app so if you want to share some more feedback do do that and um since awful and awesome is behind the paywall we are also going to release new episodes of lta on the app to download for a better paywall podcast experience uh we have an nl sena project on ramdev two reports of it have been out ramdev was also in news this week because the supreme court said that he should not go around maligning modern medicine and saying that he can cure everything from cancer to hypertension to diabetes So we have two stories that are out on Ramdev and his business. The third one is going to be out. Please uh, check out the two reports; they'll be linked in the podcast. You can also watch the Anil Sena uh, interaction with the guys who subscribed uh, for the story and Raman sir and the reporters. That'll also be uh, in the show links, so you can watch that episode. But please power Anil Sena because we want to do more of that stuff. And Ramdev hasn't been topped up the Anil Sena and Ramdev, so please. power it as much as you can and check out all our reports i'll just quickly introduce our guest in the house we have mehraj hello raman sir hi anand joining us from patna i'm guessing no i am in delhi yes oh then you should have come to office <laughs> okay uh, and we have ashutosh bhardwaj with us welcome ashutosh thank you manisha Ashutosh is editor at large with Outlook. He's had a long stint with Indian Express before that. He's a fiction writer and also a literary critic. And he's also written non-fiction. The uh, Dutch script. Yes, on the Naxal movement in Chhattisgarh. Uh, he's won the Ramnath Goenka Award for Excellence in Journalism for four consecutive years. My God, you're a veteran of Ramnath Goenka Award. <laughs> and uh, so it's quite interesting. You straddle this world of fiction and non-fiction. So we should talk a bit about that. But we'll get the headlines before that. Maharaj, can we please have the headlines and then we'll. Yes. Talk about what we have to talk about. The <laughs> big headline of the week is uh, Gautam Adani has moved to take control of NDTV. Yeah. Uh, he how he did it is he bought a shell company that was once linked to Mukesh Ambani's Reliance, and which controlled about thirty percent shares of NDTV. Yeah. Adani has also made an open offer for twenty six percent more shares, and if all goes to plan, Adani will have a majority stake in NDTV. NDTV's promoters uh, Radhika and Pranay Roy say. they had no inkling of the takeover yeah. and they've bought some time today they said that basically we need some more time to hand over because they were banned from uh, trading securities yeah. by sebi yeah. yeah 
Another big news is that the CBI this week raided Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia. The raid came after the agency filed a bunch of FIRs against 15 people over alleged corruption in Delhi's excise policy. Sisodia said the raid was a part of a script to stop Arvind Kejriwal from toppling Modi in the next general election. And ED has followed the suit. They have also filed, a, filed an FIR against Sisodia. Nitish Kumar's new grand alliance with Lalu Prasad's RJD won the floor test in Bihar Assembly on Wednesday. BJP MLA skipped the vote uh, doing the good old walkout. Courts can't tell a Muslim man not to pronounce irrevocable talaq because that would violate his constitutional right to freedom of religion, the Kerala High Court has said. If the talaq was not invoked in accordance with the Muslim personal law, then the wife could approach the court. The court also said that Muslim men cannot be restrained from marrying more than once because the practice is legally permitted under the Muslim personal law. Uh, in the Supreme Court, Chief Justice of India, N.V. Ramana is retiring tomorrow, the Friday that is. Before he goes though, he will hear a bunch of important cases. Mm. The release of the rapists of Shah Bano, Pegasus spying scandal, a petition seeking a review of the court's judgment upholding the Prevention of Money Laundering Act and uh, the bail plea of activist Tista Settleward. The Chief Justice has also said that a constitution bench will hear the dispute between the central government and the Delhi government over the control of the state's bureaucracy. Uh, Ramanna has been Chief Justice for about a year and a half and his court inherited a bunch of very important constitutional cases. If you want to know what has happened to those cases, you can read Tanishka Sodhi's report on News Laundry. Uh, the link is in the show notes. The Kerala judge who made controversial remarks while granting bail to author Sivik Chandran in a sexual harassment case has been transferred. Hmm. The judge had said the offense of sexual har- harassment was not prima facie made out when the woman was wearing quote-unquote sexually provocative de- dresses. Lakhs of people have been displaced as heavy rains have caused flooding and landslides in Himachal Pradesh, Odisha, Madhya Pradesh and Rajasthan. Uh, about 50 people have been killed across the four states as well. Except for Delhi, it's flooding everywhere. It seems like Delhi is yeah. the only like dry zone. There is no river to flood Delhi. Yamuna is gone. Yeah. A Hyderabad court has granted bail to suspended BJP leader T. Raja Singh. He was arrested for making derogatory comments about Prophet Muhammad. Uh, after he came out of jail, he, was, uh, he got a, something of a hero's welcome hmm. from his supporters. China on Monday said it will resume issuing visas to Indian students. It has it had stopped doing so two years ago because of the pandemic. The former security chief for Twitter has turned whistleblower and said that the company misled users and American regulators about gaps in its security. More importantly for India, the whistleblower says that the Indian government forced Twitter to hire its agent, quote-unquote, who has access to user data. If that's true, that's like a big Crazy, thing. Yeah. yeah. That Those are the headlines. Manisha, over to you. And uh, this includes Muslims like Lal Begis and Domes, who have traditionally suffered discrimination at the hands of Saeeds and Sheikhs. But just tell us a bit about uh, the roots of this in South Asia uh, and the BJP's push. See, the BJP has realized that its most vocal and profound opponents within the Muslim community are from the Ashraf, the upper caste one, the educated ones. So there's a vast territory of these 85% OBC and Dalit Muslims who are as much opposed to the BJP, but they are not at as articulate and they are not been able to get even basic means of life. So BJP's pitch is 
let's reach out to these poor and weaker muslims by giving them either free ration or toilets or homes housing yeah. housings and then including them in various posts in the up government in fact you would be surprised to know that in uh, in the second term of the yogi government a large number of posts to various institutions like hajj committee or minority commission or urdu commission or committee for welfare of persian and all these are occupied by uh, the pasmandas i mean the bjp has deliberately given appointments to the pasmanda muslims so much so that the uh, representation of the ashrafs in the up government is zilch now almost zero now this has happened for the first time this is the bjp's move so the consciousness of being a pasmanda is not there as of now in fact hardly anybody i spoke to uh, was aware of the term called pasmanda in fact the bjp leaders were also a bit of a loss that how do we go go out to people and explain who is a pasmanda but but manisha the important point is they know that they are poor and backward they know that they belong to certain uh, biradaris communities or caste which are if not untouchable but which are beyond the pale of the ashrafs hmm. so they may they are, it's like pasmanda is a category like dalit dalit is a category of assertion So, if you go to UP villages, they may not be uh, aware that they are Dalits, but they will tell you they are Anusuchit Jati. This was uh, the political space that was created out of uh, the push for more and more EBC representation, and uh, Muslims were identified. The Pashmanda Muslims were identified as a group in which this political identity could be. uh cultivated but uh, uh, as was discussed it, 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 this would not come out of thin air there has to be social grievance grievances out of which political capital had to be made and uh, i think uh, in bihar there is an inch by inch fight for every social section so we find at least 17 18 political parties finding representation in assembly from left to right to to muslim identity parties like ovcs iim and then the hindu nationalist parties and then the lohiai party so this is a very uh, i think uh, targetable section see uh, i uh, nobody would deny here that the bjp has consolidated its vote bank on the basis of this anti muslim sentiment but this is also true that they are trying to uh, woo or bring the pasmanda muslims to their fold i am not aware whether there is any specific scheme but yes when they say that the 33 or 35% of the total beneficiaries of our housing scheme pm awas yojana were uh pasmandas when they insist on it when they repeatedly say uh, the cm office issues a statements when they when you go to interview them they tell you that look 40% of the beneficiaries of this scheme is of muslims 40% of the beneficiaries of odop which is one district one product schemes are muslim and then even they have finer details of it so it means that they are deliberately and consciously trying to make people aware i mean citizens that look what we are doing a lot of uh, our our welfare activities are for the muslims as well so uh, going back to what ashutesh said uh, earlier about this pasmanda sort of this identity not being part of popular consciousness mm. it's mostly as of now a kind of a social media online phenomenon and it's mostly driven by activists who are like social social on social media and elsewhere and there's a reason for that this may be a very controversial thing to say but 
Indian Muslims have casteism. They have caste discrimination. They don't have a caste system. Hmm. So when these um, Pasmanda activists say that there's a caste system, there is Pasmanda Zashraps, they're being like very unfaithful to the truth. There's merit to what they are saying, some of the arguments, and they're doing good work. But a lot of their, the facts they're kind of cherry picking, it's to fit their narrative rather than, than the other way around. For example, when they say that there's Ashraf or the upper caste and Pasmandas are the lower caste, that's never been the case. That's a class stratification. There are ethnic divisions within Muslims. There are class divisions within Muslims. Mm. Ashraf comes from Ashrafia, which was the noble class. And why, like for example, in uh, Barani's book also, he is talking of a time he lived in 13th century in Delhi Sultanate. That Sultanate was started, it was ruled by slaves. Mm. Slaves who became, who became rulers. That doesn't fit in a caste system. I mean, you can't imagine a slave being a noble. But what he, what they meant by this system is because most of these rulers came from uh, Central Asia, right? So they had their own culture. They had this Persianized culture. They had their own language. They had their own understanding of Islam. So they imported that wholesale here. And after a, a point of time, Indian, like Persian became the court language in mm, India. Mm, mm. So they had that distinct culture from the Indian culture and they kept that separate. And that was because of a power dynamic, because power had to remain within that circle. They couldn't transfer it to Indians. So they created this stratification and it was okay. economic, obviously. So there were Ashrafia, Ashrafia were the nobles and there were the Pasmanda who were outside of this. This is one of the reasons why these people, despite having all the power and everything, they were not the ones who converted like the lower caste to, for example, Islam. It was the others like the Sufis and everybody else who did that work. As a professional party, the BJP is hugely ambitious. I mean, it is not satisfied at mere 40% or 50% votes. It wants to bring in as many votes as possible. Hmm. Third reason, uh, we somehow forget that the RSS has been seriously trying to embrace Gandhi and Ambedkar over the last several decades. And uh, we may still not want to accept it, but the RSS has included Gandhi in its morning pra sobha ki prarthana jo hoti hai. And uh, RSS has been visiting... What has been the shift? Like, pehle koon hota tha? Pehle koi hota, but Gandhi was not there initially. Hmm. In the last several decades, Gandhi has found a permanent place. We can still say, uh, accuse them of being co-conspirators, of killers, of that's a different argument altogether. But nevertheless, they have made a shift. They have made... So far, it's only Nehru they have a problem against with. Otherwise, <laughs> they have included everybody, if you say. Gandhi, Nehru... Sorry, Gandhi, Ambedkar, Bhagat Singh, Patel, Subhashant Bose... So they are trying to appropriate or include or embrace whichever way Even you want. Ha, whichever way, way you want to put it. They are embracing wh whoever is possible. So why not Muslims as well? And for them, this is the, it's a low-hanging fruit, the Pasmanda Muslims. A chief secretary came up with the report that uh, the, the, the LG consent had not been taken, you know, uh, before implementing this uh, excise policy. So the government decided to withdraw it all together and come up with the old one. I mean, this is the context. And in this context, what happens? Uh, the uh, chief secretary came up with a report where uh, it was, uh, you know, uh, it criticized, it, it, it accused the Aam Admi Party government of, uh, you know, uh, favoring a few parties, a couple mm. of parties. So LG refers it to the CBI. And the CBI then uh, does uh, registers a preliminary inquiry, and then the raids happen, and along with the raids, an FIR, and with the FIR, they have named fifteen persons 
Mm. Uh, including close aids of and Sisodia, ha, Sisodia is the number one accused. Do you see this reaching a calm, you know, a point at which somebody would be jailed, or is it going to be like every other CBI ED raid that the current government has done before elections in many places? So there's a lot of halla around it, and then see, the, the case ca- just the peters case out. The case is very simple. The case is that there is a conspiracy among these 15 people to uh, take away uh, sizable money or 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 causing uh, you know loss to the government exchequer this is the case so so far during the raids uh, the cbi has not come up with anything and initially it was that uh, there was a loss of 8000 crore okay but uh, the the cbi needs to trace uh, the money that these people have made during this time Okay, governments come up with policies. Many policies fail for maybe uh, ad- bad administration or. But here the CBI needs to prove the intention. So going by uh, the CBI, which is uh, our premier investigation agency, and which has got a very good record of uh, you know conviction, but uh, equally they have a very bad record in so far as the political cases are concerned. No matter how combative Kejriwal is, how much he make tends to make of it, if like cases like this sort of pile up, you throw enough muck at somebody, some of it will stick. Hmm. If you remember Manmohan Singh, I mean, he was clean as a whistle. Everybody knew that. But after that relentless like corruption, 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 some of it did stick. And in Kejriwal's case, that's his whole shtick, right? I'm yeah. the cleanest person. I'm the most honest yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. No corruption. If there is even this... Doesn't it doesn't need to be true? Even if there's this perception, okay, though maybe he's not as clean as he says, he loses his USP, hmm. and that's like very damaging to him and his party. You cannot miss the politics of sound in today's age. So acoustics, he keeps making uh, uh, noises. So uh, and hope and he hopes that that would uh, accumulate it to a point where he's seen as a kinder, but the uh, handicap that he has to deal with is that he is not in charge of even a decent, one decently sized state. You can say Punjab, but it's a mid-sized state, mm. maybe a small state also. As we record this show, Adani does not own any shares in NDTV. That has to be made clear. He has basically, like Maharajat said, acquired a shell company which was linked to Ambani. He's bought that and that shell company has uh, had extended a loan to the holding company of NDTV, which was owned by Radhika Rao and Pranav Roy. And that loan can be turned into 100% equity at any point. And for the 13 years till when the company was linked to Ambani. 99.9%. Hmm, yeah, I don't know, 100 years <laughs> So, when it was the reins were with Ambani, nothing like this happened. But as soon as the hands, uh, you know, they shifted to Adani, the reins of the company, Adani said that we would like to convert our loan into equity, please. And we'd also like 26% of NDTV uh, in an open offer, which uh, basically shareholders, other shareholders of NDT can sell to Adani. Royce have asked for more time. And uh, interestingly, the original terms of the loan says that even if this shell company can own all of RRPR, which is Radhika Roy Pranaroy company, they can't get more than 26% of NDTV. Now, in this case, what is really important to note that when NDTV came up with the statement, that's what they are saying that we were not even aware of it till yesterday. Hmm. So, there was a two days time, uh, which they, but I 
think it is very uh, it is a formality i mean in these days two days time uh, i think it will not stand but they uh, anyway had two days the, until today right ha ah, in the code ah, ah, so so they may they can say ki, yes we have said it for two days and when they so these are the only two things statement they acknowledge that they know about yes, it yes right? yes so these are the two things hmm. uh, i mean they they first of all they could not uh, both of them jointly could not find anyone who could buy this company yeah now if if it didn't happen for 10 12 long years so ambani has for whatever reasons sold it to adani so now what are the further corporate how the corporate game is going to play so that is yet to be seen i mean uh, but if you look at the agreement i think uh, there should not be any hitch uh, any any legal hurdle you know for, for adani to uh, acquire uh. so great friendship between the amanis huh. and roys there must have been i'm guessing huh. for and then something really went wrong that if roys are now saying ki bhai we had no idea that the company has been sold off by an associate now hmm. i mean the company's ties to ambani gets snipped in 2012 when associate of ambani who's on the board of jio comes and takes over linked it's all links 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 in this because, story because i mean we have to remember <laughs> that this happened pre 2014 Mm. At that time, both Mr. Ambani and Roy's were on the same side of the ruling class. That's like very, and also uh, I can imagine why they are trying to do do this. One reason, obviously, is narrative control. If, as is being understood, that this is the whole thing is being driven by with the governments, at least patronage, not their active mm. support. And another is ideological hegemony. So when you control these means of communication, when you control the public sphere, you can. dictate what message gets sent out in the public sphere what gets heard and what doesn't get heard but and uh, for the for the media for the these barons the tycoons themselves it serves two purposes one is obviously material that and that's been the case f- from before even like so called legendary media owners like ramnath goenka part of his feud w- with this whole kind of crusading journalism was because he had a feud with reliance Mukesh Ambani's father, right? So that was partly was motivated by that, and famously, even now, for example, you have like one of the largest newspapers in in uh, India, one of the national newspapers, English newspapers. This owner was famous, like rather infamously, calls up reporters at the organization to have the police clear the road for the owner's car and everything because they have to go from the office to the. to the home like for such petty things and we have had media owners who have used their media this pulpit for their business to sustain their business interests to put down their rivals and stuff and all that but at the other end there's also the problem that this is also a lot of this uh, the capital in this country is concentrated within a sliver of population which has traditionally voted for the bjp which like kind of so they some of them at least maybe w- what you would call like a uh, true believers in the ideology mm-hmm. and if you take all of this together and see how it affects democracy and it's very troubling whether people like pay attention to it or not no i mean see andy tv promoters i think put too much faith uh into ambani <laughs> because 350 crore they parked 350 crore of lawn for 12 uh, Fifteen years almost. Ha, huh, for for thirteen years, thinking that a money will not, uh, you know, react on this. They will not never ask for money. I think this is very stupid. Uh, the fate accompli is that whatever news consumption is taking place in balanced or very 
say skewed ways or ideal ideologically very tilted ways it's being uh, uh, driven by these industrial houses so uh, whatever good or bad of generalism uh, in large measure we got uh, is through the base led by them so it's not a very say striking piece of news that this has happened or that has happened it's a kind of uh, hostile takeover in corporate boardrooms that that takes place so and very difficult to explain to an average news consumer also all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel